Blog Talk Radio.
The True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah.
we have a lot of teaching that understand the reason why we got the problem, you know, because we don't know who we are and what Yahweh say was this is what you do and this is what you don't do. Now if you cross me, this is what's gonna happen to you. After you made agreement to do what I tell you to do. So we got a lot of work to do. So we don't see who coming on stage and I don't know if it's um uh, uh, Isaiah or not, we make sure we see. Let me see who's going Isaiah. If you call Isaiah on the ball, okay? Thank <laughs> you. 
in the preparation of the heart in man and the answer of the time is from the Yahweh.
You don't come in to tell me 25, 25. All the three boys, the black, the father, and mom, all of us, never made it, talk to the people. That's the way it is when you do the proper research. Now, let's take a look at that. That book called Jubilee, chapter 10, verse 20, verse 10, because it's the cause. Come on. Going to the book of Jubilee, chapter 10, verse 10 through 13. Verse 10 through 13. The man of us, he commanded, that we should teach men all their medicines. And we knew that they would not write their uprightness. Less shy and righteousness. Verse 11. And we did according to all his words. All the negligence, evil words, he burned in the place of redemption, condemnation. And a true part of them we left, that they might be subject before Satan and the earth. Verse 12. And we explained to them all the medicines of their diseases. Together with their seduction, all in my will dealing with the earth of the earth. Verse 13. And man wrote down all the things in the book as men instructed him concerning every kind of medicine. Thus the evil spirits were secluded from hurting the things of men. Verse 14. And he gave all that he had written to show that everything. And you love him exceedingly above all his friends. Yeah. And you see, he made Tim above all his friends, and Noah gave all that information to Tim. And Tim was the firstborn son, and Tim, but uh, we first talked about the Jehovah's Witnesses who said that, that that was all good. Oh, really, we kind of addressed the national audience on exactly what to do. According to, and he said he loves him to tell. But look what he says in verse 12. Just a little while, you know that. Just a fair. Verse 12, and then he come out. All right. Verse 12 reads, And we explain to Noah all the medicines of their diseases together with their productions that he might heal them with all the earth the angel that came from heaven that was um, called by the father and the father, you go down inside and, and catch Noah. And finally to Noah about the earth of the field of the earth that what healed man and keep things off of you.
Tyrese, and we explain to Noah all the medicines of their diseases, together with their seduction, how he might heal them with the herbs of the earth. more disease, more sickness, God 
Father, we don't know who we are and what was given to us. Like the cold air, we were given to him, and the cold river knew what was given to him. If you swap these two out of the cold and put the cold river over there in Alaska somewhere, everybody will freeze to death, and then we tell me, you don't even look about it. He's sitting on his face, he can hit me. He's all I want. So he'll be dead before he comes. So I'm just saying about the cold air. Take the cold air out of your life. Put him over there, travel the country, and tell him he eats so fat much in me. He'll be dead before he comes. So, y'all talk about blessing all of us. That we don't, we better be dead for our time because we doing everything that other nations program in our brain, and that's why we're in the condition we're in today. So, this is all, you got me my wisdom of God in 16 months later. Now, this, all this stuff we're going to tell you about this, because we want to see the system on the couch. And we got to ask y'all everybody, all they teach, but prepared to be able to teach this time upon it. And, and you can't be a hypocrite in it. You got to know what you're teaching, so the same joking. When you tell a person this is what you're supposed to do, we have to read by example. So we take the word and spit it in our mouth and a, and a hammer and a hammer at the same time telling people, well, this way it takes to get your body back together. Good. So now we do it, okay? So we got to practice what we teach. So there it is. So now, you just read a dollar test to heal the body according to the angel of death. But when it says in the wisdom of God in 16 verse 12, and then we're going to bring the mother's hand to us, I said, on chapter 62. When it says, I took the wisdom of God in 16 verse 12, what it says? Going to rules and assignments, chapter 16, verse 12. And 12 reads, For it is neither earth nor modifying process, and restores them to us, that thy word, O Yahweh, will heal all things. So, so what really is you according to 16, verse 12? The word of Yahweh. The word of Yahweh. That was really healed. So what really healed you, because Yahweh, the Father, the Son, is the one planet. All the earth goes to you. But you got to give your life for the problem you want to claim. So you can't claim to his God and say, well, I'm just going to follow the God story, but you're going you to have Yahweh as the aftermath. No, it don't work like that. No, it don't work like that. You gotta come all the way in your closet and your closet and let you all proceed all the blessings that he's got written in the Bible. You got, but you gotta obey him. So if you put a lot of money in, and you know more of gonna be around a little bit later to give a big time commentary on the night's blessings. But man, he's coming on stage while the mother's out of town one. The Hollywood microphone, so listen to it. I'm, I'm always ready to Hollywood microphone. Because we know 
do. You don't be cursed in your body. You don't be cursed in your body, and then you'll be cursed on the land if you're going, if you don't do what I tell you to do. Now, my Lord, you talk to you with all that old power talk. Oh, 
Okay, good. Well, please get on that. Uh, I'll give you a on that in Deuteronomy 3. First number. Give me a precept and Deuteronomy chapter 30. I want to see my dear. Oh, wow. 
the chicken and the cow come off you at the party. You can do anything about it. Sorry. But it's not even joking. I'll put the same information and make sure that the people that we do bring out, whatever we don't bring out, make sure he's you know, on the right track. So you can do a little side with the spell and make sure you make sure he's putting fans the right time. God, I'm not too interested in saying what he's saying. We don't know what is the origin, where did the chicken come from? Is it coming from what we get ready to read? Or is it coming from nowhere? We're going to find out. Now, um, now, because Genesis chapter 1, let's read verse 12. Let's go to out in Genesis chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. What is it there? Y'all lying. Oh, I don't know what it says. We go to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1, verse 11, verse 1, verse 11, 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 verse and he's in the second time, and Jimmy Jimmy chapter 1, verse 11, 12, come. He's going to look at Genesis, chapter 1, verse 11, read, And Yahweh said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yield its seed, and the fruit tree yield its fruit. After this time, whose seed is, is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herbs yielded its seed after his kind. And the tree yielded fruit whose seed was in itself. After, the, after his kind, Yahweh saw that it was good. So, so Yahweh said it was good after everything was done. Look at how they after this kind. So see, Yahweh is the one who sits in presence. Yahweh wants everything to be done after this kind. So everything got to be done after this kind. And when Yahweh saw everything was done after this kind, what word did he say? And it was good. So it's always good to understand Yahweh said, I put blessings and curses before you. If you do it the way I tell you to do it, then you're going to be up under the blessing. If you do it not according to the way I tell you to do it, you're under the curse. So we just read it now that Yahweh put everything after his class, then Yahweh said it was good. So long as things is after his class, it is good. So what is the object of not being this kind? It is not good. So now we find out what good is the object of everything we have in this So the formula would, by nature, would not take you to the offerings and take you to the formula. I didn't do
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. All right, all right. We live, live, live for take number 63. And so our elder um, came on stage, so I'm bring our elder in, then we'll pick back up on whatever we're working with. And um, remember, it's supposed to be a, a feast day come up in about three weeks. And I noticed a lot of members of the Sixth Anointed Council they talking about what food to bring, but that day is a little more important than what kind of food you're going to bring. So we're going to take a look at that shortly, about the feast that's coming up in about three weeks, about to bring our elder in. So when you meet our elder, with a loud voice you say, Elder Mr. Tears. Yaqua, bitch, I'll see you right here. And Yaqua, bless you, Mr. Israel, see you, well. Hallelujah, Yaqua. Hallelujah, We was um, doing our thing by playing yesterday's tape until the elder come on the broadcast, but now he's ready to go, so let's, um, let's see what we can get in, elder, and then we're going to take a look at this uh, fish day coming up. And see, can we get a couple statements on this fish day coming up and what it's all about? It's about just eating them up, drinking them up. We'll check out all that shortly because it's here in Surat 10 1, a wise seer will instruct his feet. We got to be clear about exactly what that fish coming up, what it's all about, what the true meaning of the remorse of born of the trumpet. So it'll take your time and talk to the national audience while we uh, get ourselves set up to take care of some Yaqua's business. You on the clock, come on. Once again, Yaqua bless you, see you as well. And as I usually say, it's, it's a pleasure to be among a cast of hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yaqua. And also that which we speak of, uh, the feast days which are coming up. It's good to let people know what the feast days are and what they have to do in order to participate in them. And the Bible also mentions about all of the feast days, and it's even on our website if they desire to look into that, which we will give all that information in just a moment in our uh, regular announcement. But uh, people deciding what to bring on the feast day to um, eat or to worship Yahweh, that should not be too difficult um, to make that uh, particular decision. Uh, even I could stop by and drop off some things if necessary if everyone's confused. But this is the reason why that we find that a teacher can't learn from the student. All the time you're passing out wise counsel, the students should pick up on the teachings. And these teachings are to lead you in a righteous direction. So you'll have a chance to lead others 
in the same direction. But if your thought process is confused in the beginning, then what is it that you're going to be doing? You're going to be teaching confusion. confusion. So you have to make sure that what you know is what the Bible says, that you are learning the word correctly by rehearsing the righteous act. So you may thereby pass it on, teaching others that righteous act which you have learned from the seer or any one of the six anointed counts that know. Not speaking too much of the one-eyed Satan, which is the computer, cell phone, or any one of the devices. Anything that we use for good can be constructed to be used for evil. Even I've seen a person that I call the alien man that tries to change the Bible scriptures into alien technology. That's correct. He really does that, and he invests all his knowledge to go forth and try to change the Bible scriptures around it. That's uh, pretty bad. So we have to remember, it's the non-righteous job to lead you astray. But these are the lost and confused people that have a misunderstanding. But in the voices of the true Israelite, we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching. I don't want the guns for righteous learning and Christianity. Our job is to welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry that comes to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible, which we've often been questioned about by other ministries. How can you guys get this much information out of this one book? We often hear that on a daily basis, but it comes from learning how to connect the books, the words of Yahweh, your health, foods that you should eat, and much more that we cover from the Bible. Keeping the Sabbath days, we do all of this because you have not, and this is the information that you all out there came to seek and have now found it in the voices of the Trizalites, try with Yahweh. We're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, as mentioned previously, we do have a Sabbath class. And the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. We have an online class that starts at 7.30 to 10.30 that day. The bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. There's a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. and the online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address to get there on any search line. Put it in tribegada.com. And after you click enter, once again, look for tribegada.com dash Israelites. This will take you to a big liner where you will see some choices. One of the choices will be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. On any other device, you may see a menu. But again, after clicking this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings and doing so. Remember what it tells all of us that picks up the Bible and read Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7 and verse 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, your tenants of the people. Give unto the Yahweh glory and strength. Eight, 
Give unto the all of the glory due unto this name. Bring an offering and come into this court. Now, you always hear me say that Yahweh loves pure forgiveness, which is a true thing. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the books in the Bible of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you God says Yahweh live, also for building the school, which is very well needed. Our banquet hall, radio station, and land of all health foods we continue to speak of in this program, Also Yahweh. Also, while there, don't forget to check our calendar, and you'll find out what that calendar will do for you, as mentioned earlier. The calendar will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year, basically letting you know what month and what day to celebrate the Bible feast days. And to do that, you'll find us a feature available during our broadcast time. To get there, just enter Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click enter, look for Voices of the Trizolites. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. Doing this will put you right into our live online broadcast. We also have a few numbers you can call with the Online. The first is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This will be our international number, where you can call and leave those message on Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six million accounts of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach, as we have seen before. I'll have to remind you you'll only receive a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling this number, you'll be able to order the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address and you will receive it promptly. On another note, please do not contact the CR via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC. New York State's stockholder, Mr. Sigar Man, answered many memos, and even now, the Latter-day Saints. Almost too difficult to see all those tests. So please use that international line of 224 600 5579. And if that question is legit, you will receive a call back. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can always catch the entire show after 9.15 p.m. To do that, just put the three words on your search line, Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click enter, look for Voices of the Truth Life. Just choose the program that you will be logging into or any particular day on that list that you would like to listen. And during our normal Bar Talk broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Teletalk. Teletalk can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer, even your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Teletalk app. We'll be listed under ethnic groups, African American. Look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of Our room will hold 50 or more listening participants. 
where Yahweh's word will be working for your Bible education. Online there to answer the only things or topics we discuss during our broadcast will be the openness of his Israel along with the sea of Israel right in the shutdown. And during this time, we'll be taking no comment off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And if broad talk ends before teaching time, we will continue our teaching on Pal Talk. But that continuing reminder that I always give. When we're given the scriptures to speak by the seer, be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of the listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. So we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible, but make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. And so we can start to do just that. We'll pass our program back to our seer Israel and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right, yeah. Yo, that's excellent. This is called call Thursday evening. And uh, we got a lot of calls from other members of the family. And she was basically talking about, the, about what we supposed to eat. And, and I'm going to let that's not the number one reason for the speech day. What is that on what you were going to do? The origin of what it really is talking about. So, what we're going to do, we can't get up a bit of the same like those that seem like a big old big old over there with you. He knows more about me and some of the dogs and never going to play. Don't put the horse before the cot. So in Zerah, 
We're going to the 17th chapter, 1st Kings, Elder. And we'll look at verse number 24. Okay. 1st Kings, 17, verse 24. Chapter 17, chapter, verse number 24. Yes, sir. 24 says, And the woman said to Elijah, How by this I know? Thou art a man of Yahweh, and the word of Yahweh is in thy mouth, is in truth. Mm-hmm. Let, me, uh, let me read that. He said, Now by this I know that thou art a man of Yahweh, and that the word of Yahweh in thy mouth is true. So that's how you know, because the word that the seer is supposed to put on the table it's what we all can read together. And one thing about a seer, he has to be a 11 verse 3 of St. John. No doubt about it. A 11 verse 3 of St. John. Let's see how a seer is supposed to speak there, Elder. St. John 11 verse 3. In the book of St. John, chapter 11. Reading verse number three, it says, Therefore, his sister sent unto him, saying, Yahweh, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. 11.3. Well, let me turn that around. Let me turn it around to a three verse 11. Let's turn it around, uh, Elder. Make that three verse 11. Okay. St. John. Chapter 3, verse number 11 says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know, and testify that which we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. The sin's job is to, is to only testify on what he knows. You can't be thumbing around, guessing all the place, you got to know. Because Yahweh made it plain how he operated in the Bible in Hosea 12, verse 10, Elder. He made it plain how he operates in the Bible according to Hosea chapter 12, verse 10. In the book of uh, Hosea. Looking in the book of Hosea, chapter 12, verse number 10. Hosea, chapter 12, verse number 10. Mm-hmm. 12, verse 10. All right. Stumbling and fumbling around. Getting back to the book, which I have, chapter 12, and reading from verse 10, it says, I have also spoken by the seers, and I have multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry of the seers. So, according to the Bible, who got the ministry? The seers. 
the spirits of got the ministry that Yahweh is going to accept. So the ministry belongs to the seer because Yahweh gave the ministry to the seer to pass it on to the elders. So the ministry, this ministry that you're hearing right now, is come from Yahweh, and the first one he's going to give the proper information to is the seer. The seer will know the proper information about what you need to know on what time period you're in and ain't got to watch that one I think. Because the seer knows something that's written in end time prophecy and chapter 7. Let's find out what, what do the seer know according to Revelation 10 verse 7. What do the seer know according to end time prophecy 10 verse 7? And the book of Revelation, chapter 10, making notations as I'm talking here. And verse number seven says, But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of Yahweh should be finished, as he had declared to his servants the seers. So that's, so that's what we hear in touch on, the mystery of the seven trumpets. The seven trumpets is a mystery. Because we think the seven trumpets mean, oh, that's a feast day. No, it's a mystery that that has to be revealed by the seer, and the elders have to know it firsthand to pass it on to the teacher. That's going to be teaching. So it's a mystery. But he told the mystery to the seer about the mystery of the seven trumpets. Now we're going to Leviticus 23, and we're going to break down that mystery, Elder. We're going to Leviticus 23 and break down the mystery that was told by Yahweh to the angel to give it to the seers about the mystery of the seven trumpets. And let's, let's see what it be uh, based upon what you're going to bring on that day. Let's see what the mystery is that the seers and the elders and teachers got to always inform the congregation about the mystery. We're going to take a look at this mystery now. In the Leviticus chapter 23, and we're going to see what find out what about this mystery. Pick up the verse 23 there, elders. Verse 23. Okay, Leviticus chapter 23, verse 23. Yeah. Okay. In the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, reading verse 23, says, And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Read 24. Therefore it says, speak, speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, ye shall have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of the trumpets, uh, righteous convocation. Now you see what you say about it. You, now, 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 look up the definition on, on the word uh, remorse. What do remorse mean? What do that word mean? You know, if you're doing it for the national audience, you see what this word called remorse. What that mean? It's remorse of blowing the trumpet and a righteous gathering. 
So what this word mean by a remorse? What does that mean for the national audience to be informed on the seven months shall ye have a Sabbath? So whenever the day come on, whatever day of the week it is, it's a Sabbath day. It is a, it is a remorse of blowing the trumpet and a righteous gallery. What's that word remorse mean? Hey, oh, come on. Okay, they have a regular de- dictionary definition, and they have a biblical meaning of a definition. So we'll go with the biblical meaning if that's going to be structured correctly. It says, right. it is a, a token of remembrance. It's a token, token of remembrance. Yes. Yeah, and that goes okay. into the book of Matthews. Yeah, but that's a token that's of remembrance. Good. That's good. It's a token of remembrance. So he wants you to remember something. Okay, that's good. Now we got now we got to figure out biblically. Remember what? What? What do we got to remember? And the uh, more of blowing the trumpet. Let's find out something that we got to remember, yo. We got to remember what? And in time prophecy. Revelation chapter 9, verse 20, down to verse 21. Let's see what we got to remember. He said, this is something you're supposed to remember. The removal of blowing his trumpet is something that you're supposed to remember. Remember what? Let's see what we're supposed to remember in Revelation chapter 9, verse 20 and 21. What did it say? In the book of Revelation chapter 9, Reading verses 20 and 21. 20 says, And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repent not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. 21. Neither repented by their murders, nor their sorceries, nor their fornication, nor their deaths. Mm-hmm. So he said, we, we need to remember that the more a born trumpet is based on, uh, it's going to be some people that they're going to do what? They're going to do what in verse 20? Take the time there. We got plenty of time. But bring that out in 21. They, they, they what in 21? 21 says, neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornications, nor of their deaths. So he said, he said the people are going to play their hands all the way to the end. And what they're not going to do, I don't care. I, uh, give me a precept on that. Give me 1026 of Isaiah. I need to preach up on that, Elder. 1026 of the book of Isaiah. Give old Phil a, a, a preach up on that. 1026. Okay, in the book of uh, Isaiah, looking at chapter 10, uh, going to verse 26. 26 says. No, no. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on, Elder. Make, make that 2016. Turn that around. Okay. All right. Let me scratch my notes. Got yeah, me doing some writing here today. 
while you're heading toward the reason why you hear nothing on the radio, TV, or nothing about the remorse of blowing a trumpet. I wonder why you don't hear nothing about it. It's quiet about that. No preachers talking about it. I wonder why. We're going to find out. We're going to 13 down to verse 22. Let's see what it says in Romans chapter 9, verse 13 and 22. What does it say? In the book of Romans, chapter 9, reading 13 to 22. 13 to I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We're not going to read all, all the legal. We're going to just cut it into two pieces there, Elder. We're going to take it down Romans chapter 13, and we'll stop at verse number. Well, uh, I, I tell you what. We'll just, I'll pull you down when I, when I know we've heard what we need to hear. Uh, 9.13, we stop and we come on. In the book of Romans chapter 9, starting at verse 13, 13 says, And this is written, Israel have I loved, but Esau have I hated. 14. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with our Yahweh? Yahweh forbid. 15. For he has said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. 16. So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of Yahweh that showeth mercy. So so what we find out now, it it ain't about nobody, but it's the hand of Yahweh. Yahweh said, I'm the one call it. I I'm the one gonna end it. Give me a pre hold that point right there. Give me a preacher. Put them off of there, Elder. Give me second Ezra six verse six. You coming back. I need a precept on that. So what we just find out that Yah, he said, "Now is Yahweh unmerciful?" No, he said, "Yahweh calls do what he want to call." So we'll get a precept on that in Second Ezra six verse six. We come back, we we'll put a mark in there. We come right back after we get a precept. Second Ezra six verse six. What it says in the book of Second uh, Ezra, chapter six, reading verse number six says. Then did I consider these, and they all were made through me alone, and through none other. By me also they shall be ended, and by none other. He said, I'm the, I'm the author, and I'm the finisher. He said, I'm the one made this thing and started up, and I'm the one going to end this thing. So that's big talking there. That, that's big, that's big Britain talking there. He said, I consider my word. I'm the one made it. I'm the one started it. And I'm going to be the one that ended it. So it's going to be my call when this thing comes to an end. It's going, to be, it's going to be called the way I got it already written how it's going to be. So that's what we're reading right here. So, so that means he done something the way he want to do it because he know the end of it, how it's going to be. Is that we just got to accept what the Bible is saying. So now we're coming back to Romans chapter 9, and we'll pick it up at verse number 
Okay, chapter 1 to 4. Reading verse 1. The burden of the word of Yahweh to Israel by Malachi. 2. I have loved you, saith to Yahweh, yet you say, Where hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Israel's brother, saith to Yahweh, yet I loved Israel? 3. I hated Esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. For where Edom saith, we are improvised, but we will return and build the desolate places, thus saith the Yaquah of hosts. Shall they build, but I will throw down. They shall call them the borders of wickedness, and the people against whom the Yaquah had indignation forever. He said, we in promise. He said, but we're going to return and build. He said, right now we're in a cave. Uh, at that time, we was in a cave of what you call now Gethagland, Europe. But we we know we're going to return and build like we build today. We got high rises all over the place now. So we have, from that, that property obtained the past. We was in the caves of Europe called the Caucasus and the Mountains. And now you have came out of Caucasus and Mountains and returned back to your what you what your property was. You're gonna build, but Yahweh said he's gonna throw down. And because Yahweh says the reason why he has this hatred for you, because he told Ezekiel in thirty three verse fifteen, the only way that you can turn me from hating a whole nation of people is in the book of Ezekiel, 33, verse 15. Let's see what he got written in 33, verse 15 of Ezekiel. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, reading verse 15 says, verse 15, if the wicked restore the plague, give again that which he had robbed. Walk in the statutes of life without committing iniquity. He shall surely live. He shall not die. You see that? Because that's on the table. If the wicked will, will do right, give back what he has robbed and stole. If you do that and 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 do and do something else in Acts three nineteen and and Acts three nineteen. Then the death sentence will be taken off the majority of the sentence of Esau translated day as the white man and the white woman. He said to give what you gotta do. You gotta give back what you have robbed and what you have stole. Then you gotta do a Acts three nineteen. What it says in Acts three nineteen. In the book of Acts, chapter 3, reading verse 19, says, Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the aqua. You said, you said now you got to open to repent. You got to repent. But, it, and, but, but now Paul was invited to the great big temple of the southern kingdom, brother. In Hebrews chapter 12, 
verse 16 and 17. Let's, let's see exactly what we can read in Hebrews 12, verse 16 and 17. Okay, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, reading verse number 16 and verse number 17. 16 says, Least they be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. 17. For you know now that afterwards, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he saw it carefully with tears. <laughs> so now, so now you can understand what you just got to read, Elder, in, in the beginning of the lesson. So we don't know why the spirit is sitting there for one person. How we can understand Revelation in time prophecy nine twenty one? Now we ain't got no problem understanding this verse. Let's see what he says in Revelation chapter 9, verse 21. Now, this verse should be very plain to the national audience. Revelation 9, 21. What does it say there? End time prophecy. Come on. In the book of Revelation, chapter 9, reading verse 21, says, Neither repent they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornicators, nor of their thefts. You see that? So he said, you see, the end time prophecy John wrote from prison. He said, these people going to take it all the way in. They're not going to come clean. And Revelation 13, 89 says what? Revelation 13, verse 89. So when we get into this remorse of blowing the trumpets, understand that it was a timeline on playing your role. Now, if you don't play your role in, in the timeline, then when it when it's saying so hidden you, and there it is. Let's see what it says in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8 and 9. In the book of Revelation, chapter 13, reading verse 8 and 9, 8 says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life, of the Lamb slain from the fountains of the world. Nine. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Read another verse. Read, read, no, one more verse. Ten. If he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the question. And the Go ahead. Here is the faith and the faith of the saints. So I get I get excited behind here. He just so he, oh he don't take much get so fear getting happy, you know. So we found out that <laughs> the repentance is open for a people. But the people look, if you got a history of leading people into captivity. You must go into captivity unless you repent. If you got a history of murdering, robbing, stealing, and you don't repent, the same thing is going to happen to you. So 
John was writing from prison, and the angel was telling him, know that a people is going to take it all the way in. And they're going to do everything you can to take you with them. So it's up to you to understand the Bible is going to stand. We're not, we're not going to see Revelation chapter 5. The Bible was sealed when the Son received the Bible. It was sealed. That means it was be no alteration. He just had to find his part in there and do his part until the angels find their part in there and do their part and get down to the tears to tell them their part and do that part. And that's the way it is. So that's why when we break this thing down to you, it's up to you to look at this Bible and stop looking at the fear of any of the elders or the teachers. We're just reading the Bible and connecting the books. So now, when we read Genesis 25, 25, it tells us 25, 25, and 26 exactly what two people he's talking about. Genesis 25, 25, and 26. What it said, let's see if we find out exactly what we're talking about, but we be clear that it is a separation. And here it is right here in Genesis 25, 25, and 26. What it says? Okay, in the book of Genesis, chapter 25. Verse number 25 and 26. Book of Genesis, chapter 25, looking at um, verses 25 and 26, says, verse number 25, And the first came out red all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau, 26. And after that came out his his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. His name was called Jacob, and Isaac was three scores years old when she buried him. And that, and that is the making of the Bible. Both songs came from Isaac, but one was made red, and the other was, was like all the rest of the creation. One was made different. One was made pale red a different breed, and that is the coming of what you call today the white man and the white woman that came from a black family and had a black brother. But Yahweh made one that come out pale red with straight hair and hairy skin. So now, whoever that fits today, that's the way it is. The way it is, the way it is. Now we're going to end-time prophecy there, Elder. We're going to look at Revelation chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 17 down to verse 19. And we can get up into the, the memorial and go on its front. Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 and 19 through as well. Revelation chapter 1, reading 17 and 19. 17 and 17. 17, 18, and 19. 17 says, When I saw him, I felt his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. 18. 
I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Hallelujah. And I have the keys of hell and of death. 19. Write these things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. So you see that? So now, let me go on here. Let me go on. And go, so John was instantly locked up by the Romans. But the angel came and let him know that, listen, you write down what I tell you to write down in penitentiary. So you ain't he's locked up, so he's writing down what have happened, past, the present, and the future. Now I'm gonna get a free step in four verse one. What is it saying four one? Revelation four, four, four verse number one says After this I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as of a trumpet talking with me, which says, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. So what John is writing is the hereafter. So we clear John writing the hereafter, and now the seer and the elder, we just take a look at what was said to John in the hereafter. Now we're going to 8th chapter, elder, or Revelation 8. Chapter 8, verse 1. And we'll look at verse 1, 2, and verse number 6. We're going to 8 chapter Revelation, chapter 1, 8, verse 1, verse 2, and verse 6. 1, 2, and 6, and 8 chapters. Let's see what's going on here. Come on. Okay, in the book of Revelations, chapter 8, looking at verse number 1, 2, and 6. 1 says, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Verse number 2. And I saw seven angels which stood before Yahweh, and to them were given seven trumpets. Verse number 6. And the seventh angel, which had the seven trumpets, prepared himself to sound. You get up and, and make a pass of the seventh sound. Let's get down to verse 13. Let's see, let's see what's going on there, Elder. We're going to look at uh, verse 13. Verse number 13 says, And I beheld and heard a minister spirit flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth by reason of other voices of the trumpet of the three minister spirits which are yet to sound. You see that, Elder? So now there was the fourth trumpet. And so now they saying, Woe, woe, woe. That means disaster, disaster, disaster. So this remorse of the of the blowing trumpet is disaster, disaster, disaster. That is the true meaning of the remorse of blowing the trumpet. This is a day of disaster. 
It's not based upon, well, what I'm going to bring, what you're going to, no, listen. The memorial of born trumpet is a disaster day. It's a righteous gathering to discuss exactly what we supposed to be doing, but you got to know the message. The true meaning is not, oh, it's a feast day. This feast day is a disaster day. Now we go on to the ninth chapter, Elder. We're going to the ninth chapter, and we're going to pick it up around by verse number. We're going to the ninth chapter, and we'll pick it up around by verse number 17. Let's see what's going on on this, on this, uh, ninth, on this, uh, seven chapter. But let's, let's pick it around about the sixth chapter first. Think about verse 14, Elder. Think about verse 14. 14. Think about verse 14. Listen here. Okay. Revelation uh, chapter 9, reading verse number 14. 14 down to verse 20. Verse 20. Listen to it. Okay. 14 down to verse okay. 20. Max, oh, listen real good because this is the sixth trumpet is making a sense. Let's see what's going on. On the sixth topic, come on. Revelation 9, reading 14 to verse 20. 14 to 13. Pick a verse 13. Okay. Chapter okay. 9, verse 13 to 20. 13 to 20. All right. No problem. Just changing my notes. Revelation 9, reading 13 to 20. 13 says, And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before Yahweh. 14, saying to the six minutes of spirit, which I had, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river of Euphrates. 15, and the four minutes of spirits were loosened, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of man. 16. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000. 200,000. And I heard the number of them. 17. And thus I saw the horses in the vision and them that sat on them having breastplates of fire and of jessamine and of brimstone and the heads of the horses were as heads of iron, and out of their mouth issued fire and smoke and brimstone. 18. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents and had heads, and with them they do hurt. 20. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of their works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of woods, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Good. So you see, now you have you have some some Israelites. That's going to take it all the way in, too. 
They're not going to repent. They're going to keep their Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, and they're going to keep on eating hogs. They're going to keep on eating uh, everything that Yahweh forbid them to eat, and they're going to take it all the way in and get destroyed too. Many of the Israelites that the Christians that Sunday, the Lord God and Jesus, they're going to be part of this mix. And this is on the sixth. And this is the sixth angel. Now we're going to the tenth chapter, Elder. And now we're going to the tenth chapter. And then we're going to pick up at verse number seven. Coming down to verse number 11. We're going to, I'll tell you what, pick up at verse four to make it sound good. We're going to the tenth chapter, verse four. And then we'll pick it up at verse seven down to 11. Revelation chapter 10, verse four. Down to verse 11, come on. In the book of Revelation, chapter 10, starting at verse 4, and reading 7 to 11. 4 says, And when the seven thunders had uttered their breakfast, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. Verse number 7. But in the days of the voice of the seventh minister spirit, when shall he begin to sound? The mystery of Yahweh should be finished, as he had declared to his servants the seers. Eight, and the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again, and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the minister spirit, which standeth upon the seas and upon the earth. Nine, and I went to the minister spirit and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it, eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. Ten, and I took the little book out of the minister spirit's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey, and as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. Eleven. Eleven. Verse eleven. Verse eleven. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesize again before many people and nations and tongues and kings. Oh, well, he told, he told, he told that the mystery of the sin he told the seer, he said, now y'all don't have to tell it. You got to tell the story about the seven trumpets. There were more, you got to prophesize against many. And what we're doing now, we prophesizing now about many, over 900,000 thrown in the exercise, and, and it all depends on who they got into their possession of their own property. Might be 10, 11 in one room, you don't know. But we prophesizing now about the seven trumpets. But he said something very important in um, verse number 8, Elder. What did he say again in verse 8, 10 verse 8? Verse number 8 says, And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go and take this little book which is open in the hand of the minister spirit, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. All right. 
let's crease up there and find out who who this who this voice he heard from heaven told him, Hey, take that book out of that angel's hand. If people say it that when you preach up your Bible, elder. And and the book we go on to Hebrews chapter twelve, verse twenty five and see who is that that told the close the seer, Hey seer, go take that book out of that angel's hand. Let's go to Hebrews twelve twenty five and see who that talked. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, reading verse number 25, says, See that ye refuse him not that speaketh. For if they escape not who refuse him that spank on the earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. He said, this, this, mm-hmm. this is the one that spoke on earth. So he said, he said, don't tell it from the one that spoke. So, oh, wow, this man spoke on earth. So the one that told don't listen to this guy, because once upon a time ago, he spoke on earth, but now he's in heaven. We had, um, in the 28th chapter, let's see what he's doing. Let's see what he's doing. Let's go to Matthew 28. He said, don't refuse him that talking from heaven, because once upon a time ago, he spoke on earth. Let's preach up there and find out who they're talking about in Matthew 28, verse 18. Who, who that once upon a time ago spoke on earth, but now is in heaven? We're going to preach up our Bible to Matthew 28, 18 to see what they're talking about. They ever come up. Matthew chapter 28, reading verse 18 says, And Yahweh the Son came. And spank unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Take that stuff. So now we know clearly who this talking. So he said, Listen, this is Yahweh the Son that's talking to the angels about the destruction on the remora of the seventh trumpet. Letting you know that the, the more of blowing the trumpet. Is a day of destruction. It's based upon you sitting around eating, skinning, and grinning, but not knowing the mess. That's a day of destruction. The remora of blowing the trumpet is a day of destruction. Let's go to Isaiah and see what he said about it in 27 verse 13, 12 and 13, So when you're teaching, Elders, the teachers, the time to what is the remora of blowing trumpets is, is your duty is to let the young lions know the teachers understand that this day is not, it is an even number of days, but we explain to the people when this day comes, it's going to be a breakout day. Let's go to Isaiah 27, 12 and 13, let's see the say. Isaiah, what was that information? 27, 12, and 13. Okay. It wasn't too clear at first. I have it, Isaiah 23, uh, looking at verses 12 and 13. Verse 27, verse 27, verse 12 and 13. Okay, Isaiah chapter 27, verse 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, verse number 12 says, And it shall come to pass that in the day that the Yahweh shall beat off from the channel of the river unto the streams of Egypt, and ye shall be gathered one by one, O ye children of Israel. 13. And it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blown, and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria and the outcasts in the land of Egypt and shall worship the Yahweh in the righteous mount at Jerusalem. You see that? So the more of the blowing of trumpet, Elder, it's about gathering the Israelites that is scattered from the four nations on that's scattered in the four corners of the world. So that remorse of trumpet is coming about a couple more weeks. It's about that announcement of the seven trumpets. It is the gathering of the children of Israel because he walked in to see something in Psalms 91, 1 through, 1 through 8. So the gathering elder, see, when you talk to the, the young line students, the teachers, <clears throat> To let them know that the the remorse of the broader trumpet is to gather the outskirts of the children of Israel that scattered to all the nations of the earth. For what reason? We'll find out right now in Psalms 91, 1 through 8. Let's see what 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 are you gathering them for and what reason? 91, 1 through 8, come up. In the book of Psalms, chapter 91, reading verses 1 to verse number 8, one says, He that dwelleth in the secret places of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Two, I will say of the Yahweh, He is my refuge and my fortress. My Yahweh in Him will I trust. Three, surely, he shall deliver thee from the snare of the founder and from the noisome pestilence. Noisome pestilence. Four, and he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wing shall thou trust. He shall be thy shield and buckler. Five, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Six, nor the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Seven, a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Eight, only thine eyes shall thou behold, and see the reward of the wicked. <laughs> you, see, you see what the children of Israel will be gathered they will be gathered together from the uh, isolated area my family and I read the area in, in 34 verse 1 through 8 of Isaiah so you see now so you see Elder, the more of blowing the trumpet is about the gathering of the children of Israel to get a a front seat on watching the destruction of the wicked. You see that? That is the true meaning of the 
feet that's coming up. It's reminding the children of Israel, if you do right, you will be gathered and you will be taken to the sacred place. And there you will see, I, I don't know how you're going to, maybe you might put a big screen TV up, I don't know, like you have a long time ago at um, at uh, uh, when you go to the drive-in. They got a big theater, you park in your car, and everybody everywhere around. I don't know if they have it now, I don't know. You got a big theater, and you park in your car, and you watching the great big movie. That's what you're going to be watching. A big theater, and what you're going to be seeing on the remorse of the blowing of trumpets is the reward of the wicked. That's what you're going to be seeing. Because he told Malachi in 315, I, I got to get a preacher up here. He told Malachi another fear about this reward of the wicked because he told Malachi, he said, Malachi, you just put this in the book. Ain't nobody going to bring this out but the six and on the count of two Israelites. What it says, Malachi 315. And the book of Malachi, chapter 3, reading verse number 15, says, 15, and now we call the proud, the proud happy, yea, that, yea, they that work, wickedness are set up, yea, that are temp Yahweh are even delivered. Ain't that something? You said the wicked were whatever, they were set up. Listen, elder. The wicked was set up for this whooping. Elder, it's been prophesied. I created one for to return back by repentance, and I created another people that ain't going to return back from repentance. They're not going to get back what they stole, so they're going to take it all the way in. So it's up to you to understand. There were more rehearsing the righteous acts on the wicked have been set up to be delivered up. And you're going to see the reward of the wicked if you do right. But if you don't do right, when that seven trumpet sounds, you're going to be caught up with the wicked. And you're going to get exactly what the wicked got coming. You're going to have it coming. That's it. So if you're not understanding what the more of Lord Trump is all about, you think it's happy time and we're going to see long lost friends and eat them up and drink them up. Although that is true. But the main reason is to inform you exactly of the remorse of blowing the trumpet is a gloomy day of beatdown for everybody. My fact, let's read that. Let's go to um, and show you exactly what the more of blowing trumpet means by Hosea. Oh, by Hosea, he talks about it. He lets you know what this day is more about. Then try to figure out what food you're going to bring you need to know the true reason of the seven trumpets, and we go on and read it in the book of Hosea, Elder. We're going to read exactly what he told Hosea to write about this day, too. So the message cannot be lost in what we're going to bring to eat. Let's go to 2 verse 1. Let's read a little bit. Let's read something down to 1 through 5. We're going to Joel chapter 2, 1 down to verse 5, what it says. Okay, Joel, 
Okay. Chapter 2, reading verses 1 to verse number 5. Joel 2, 1 to 5. 1 says, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my righteous mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Yahweh cometh, for it is nigh at hand. 2. A day of darkness and of gloomness, and a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong, there had not been ever the like. Neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. Three, a fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burner. The land is as a garden of Eden before them and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yea, and nothing shall escape them. The appearance of them as the appearance of horses, and as horsemen, so shall they run. Five. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains shall they leap, like the noise of a flame or fire that devour and stumble as strong people set in battle array. Mm-hmm. So the more of blowing a trumpet, Elder, it's going to be a gloomy day. That's going to be a day when he gathered the ones that have done right to, re- to see the reward of the wicked, and then he's going to put the lights off on this thing, and he's going to get down to some serious business. Go to Revelation chapter 18, verse 4. And we'll, and we'll read, we'll read till we get our point. Go to Revelation chapter verse 18, verse 4. So you see, what, what you be teaching the young line that the more of the blowing of the trumpets is when the people come together, you first remind them what this day is all about. It's about the day when Yahweh returns and puts the wicked and those that tied in with it, and it can be you too, Mr. Christian and Miss Christian. Because you tied in with the wicked, you going down with them. This is this is the conclusion of this thing. That was the more of blowing trumpets is about. So now, what you reading, Elder? I'm reading uh, Revelation chapter 18, uh, reading verse number four until we get our point. Paul says, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye may not be partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Five, for her sins have wretched unto heaven, and Yahweh had remembered her iniquities. Six, rewarding her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. And the cup which she had filled to her double. Seven. How much had she glorified herself and lived deliciously? So much torment and sorrow given her. For she said in her heart or mind, I sit a queen and am no widow and shall see no more sorrow. Eight. Therefore shall her plagues come down in one day death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, 
for strong is the Yahweh who judges her. Nine, and the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and live deliciously with her shall be well her and laminate for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Ten, stand in the fire for the fear of her torment, saying, Alice, Alice, that great city, Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. Zabadell, 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 all Yahweh need, how much time, you know, one hour. All Yahweh going to take all this business in one hour. Yahweh going to take care of all this business in one hour. So all this going to happen so fast, everybody's going to be moving like a streak of lightning. And this is going to be happening with more of Jordan Trumpet. This is going to be happening just as fast. All Yahweh needs is just one hour. Let's skip down to verse number. We're going to skip down to verse number. Make it um, 18. No, I'll tell you what, make it 19. Verse 19. Verse 19. Let's say 19. Okay, reading verse 19. And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alice, Alice, what a great city, wherein were we made rich, all that had ships in the sea, by reason of her costliness, for in one hour is she made desolate. So I'm going to turn to Yaquani, one hour. Yahweh gonna take you all this business in one hour. That's how he gonna roll. One hour. Twenty to twenty one. What's gonna happen to him? Twenty and twenty one. Twenty says, Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye righteous apostles and seers, for Yahweh had avenged you on her. Twenty one. And a mighty minister spirit took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. Verse 22 and 23. You hear that? So great Babylon was called United States of America. This was going to happen, the rehearsal of the remorse of blinded trumpet. So when you join the six-monic camp, Make sure they understand the message is on the more of blowing trumpets is your gathering to him as if you are done right. But if you're not, you'll be stuck, stuck running around in your apartment of your home trying to escape the missiles that are going to be dropped on your head. 22 and 23. <laughs> Verses 22 and 23. Verse number 22 says, and the voice of the harpers and musicians and of pipers and of trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of the millstone shall be heard at more, no more at all in thee. 23. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all indeed, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more 
and all envy. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all the nations deceived. You see that? So you see, Elder, you see all the stuff you see going on right now, all the, all the stuff you got going on right now, it's going to come to your aid. And it will be no more. He's going to throw this thing down with violence, and you will see the reward of the wicked. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter 15, Elder. Pick up verse 50 down to verse 58. Let's see what it says, 50 down to verse 58. First Corinthians 15, verse 50 down to verse 58. 50 to 58. First Corinthians. Okay, going to chapter 15. First Corinthians. Chapter 15, looking at uh, 50 to 58. Verse number 50 says, verse number 50, it says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of Yahweh, neither do thy corruption inherit incorruption. 51, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not at all sleep, but we shall all be changed. 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound, and all the dead shall raise incorruptible, and we shall be changed. 53. For this corruptible must be put on incorruption, and for this mortal must be put on immortality. That's 53. Yeah, stay on down, 58. 54. Okay, 54. So when this corruptible shall have uh, put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. 55, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? 56, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. 57, but thanks be to Yahweh, which giveth the victory to our Yahweh, the Son. 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unremovable, always abounding in the work of the Yahweh, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Yahweh. You see that? So all that they got to know on this seven trumpet, that it's a payday coming, and you, man, now we know it exactly, and we ain't heard one trumpet yet. So when you hear the seven trumpets, that is the battle of the children of Israel. First Thessalonians 4, 16. What does it say, Elder? First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. Okay, First Thessalonians, chapter, chapter 4, 4 verse, six. verse 16. 16 says, For the Yahweh himself shall deceive, so descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of Yahweh, and the dead in Yahweh the Son 
shall rise first. You see that? So he, so he, now he letting you know on that seventh trumpet, he gonna take you all the business. Oh, they're done right in the ground. They coming up. They scatter. They coming up. All that's going on on the more of the Lord's trumpet, he gonna be whooping everybody. You have angels raising up people. So all it's gonna go so fast, elder. Just in one hour, Yahweh gonna be raising the dead that are done right. He gonna be whooping the ones that ain't right. He gonna be taking you to a place of where you can sit down and watch the reward of the wicked on big screen TV, like the drive-in. All that's gonna be going on in that one hour. All that's gonna be going on. He gonna take care of all this business. He gonna whoop whoever got to be whooped. In one hour. So now, um, so now we clear that exactly what's gonna happen on the remorse of blowing this trumpet. So now, what is he telling us? Let's go to um, Second Ezra chapter two, verse one, fifteen down to verse nineteen. So now, what we got to do? We go and find out what the seer got to say in Second Ezra chapter two. Verse 1, then skip down to 15 through 19. Let's see what's got to be done, Elder. Second Ezra 2, verse 1, 15 down to verse 19. Okay, going to the book of uh, Second Ezra. Looking at chapter 2, reading verse number 1, and then 15 to 19. Okay, chapter 2. Reading verse number one. One says, Thus says the Yahweh, I brought this people out of bondage and gave them my commandments or Torah instructions by manservants, the seers, whom they would not hear but despise my counsel. Mm-hmm. Verse number 15. Good. See what they did? They won't hear the CFD. And they hand in now, and they despise his counsel. This is his counsel. And they despise it right now. They worry about what you're going to bring instead of worry about the true meaning of the, of the seven days of the mortal of blowing the trumpet. This is the true meaning that you must rehearse the righteous act. 15 down to verse 19. Okay, 15 to 19. 15 says, Mother, embrace thy children and bring them up with gladness. Make their feet as fast as a pillar, for I have chosen thee, saith the Yahweh. 16. And those that be dead I will raise up again from their places and bring them out of the graves, for I have known my name in Israel. 17. Fear not, thou mother of the children, for I have chosen thee, saith the Yahweh. 18. For thy help I will send my servants Esau and Jeremy after those whose counsel I have sanctified and prepared for the twelve trees laden divers fruit. Uh, that's, that's Elijah. That's Elijah. He's telling him to send Elijah. He ain't sending Esau. No, he, he's delivering Esau up. He's sending Elijah. And that would mean Elijah to start raising you up. So 
we raising you up now. We're telling you exactly that the more going Trump is that big time. Go ahead. 19. And as many fountains flowing with milk and honey and seven mighty mountains whereupon there are grown roses and lilies whereby I will fill my children with joy. So, so you see what you'll be eating? Roses, lilies, and herbs. That's what you'll be eating when you do get back right. That's what you'll be eating. Now, who is he talking about in Baruch chapter 3, verse 4? Let's talk about Baruch chapter 3, verse 4. So our job is to do what? Baruch chapter 3, verse 4. In the book of Baruch. Okay, looking at chapter 3, reading verse number 4. It says, O Yahweh Almighty, God Yahweh of Israel, hear now the prayers of the dead Israelites and of their children. You see what kind of state we're in, uh, uh, Elder? We, the Lord blowing trumpets is by waking up the dead Israelites. See? Because this day is going to be a gloomy day. That day is a day that you got to be reminded, this is the day Yahweh will take care of the family. So if you're wicked, you will be an Israelite, whatever nation you is. If you're on, a, on the left side, you're going to receive the left side reward. Matter of fact, let's read that in um, uh, 20, 25, verse 40. Let's read that, Elder. Let's read the precept on that. Matthew 25, verse 40. Let's read a precept. So if you're on the wrong side, you're going to receive the, the right reward that you got coming by paying the seers and the elders no never mind. The more of the trumpets, it is the beat down of the world and putting you back up on your fig tree. Matthew 25, 40 says what? 25, 40. Book of Matthew, chapter 25, Reading verse number 40 says, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. So it's payback, uh, it's payback of what you have been doing to the children of Israel that is written. You've been whooping the children of Israel, calling them African-American, Negro, and color. But now, he's anti you call them that. You've done it to them. You're just like you've done it to me. So now, the children of Israel are going to have a job. We're going to the 39th chapter of Ezekiel 11 down to verse 15. Let's find on, on that same day when Yahweh's doing what he got to do, Let's see what he tells what you will be doing on that same day of the remorse of blowing the trumpet. In that same day, 39, 11 down to verse 15. What's going on here with that? Ezekiel 39, 11 down to verse 15. In Ezekiel chapter 39, reading 11 to 15. 11 says, and it shall come to pass that in that day that I will give unto God a place there of graves in Israel and the valley of the passengers on the east of the sea. And it shall stop at the noses of the passengers, and they shall say, 
they bury God and all his multitudes, and they shall call it the Valley of Hamagog. Twelve, and the seven months shall the house of Israel be burning, burying of them, that they may cleanse the land. Thirteen, yea, all the people of the land shall bury them, and it shall be to them a renown, renown that day that I shall be glorified, saith the Yahweh. Fourteen, and they shall sever out men of continual employment passing through the land to bury with the pastures that remain upon the face of the earth to cleanse it. After the end of the seven months shall they search. Fifteen, and the pastures that pass through the land, when they seeth a man's bone, then it shall be set up a sign by it, and the barriers have buried it in the valley of Hamagog. Verse 17. Verse number 17. And though son of man, thus saith the Yahweh, speak unto every feathered fowl and to every beast of the field, assemble yourselves and come together yourselves on every side to my sacrifice that I do sacrifice for you. Even a great sacrifice upon the mountains of Israel, that ye may eat flesh and drink blood. Verse 18. 18. Ye shall eat the flesh of the mighty and drink the blood of the princes, princes of the earth, of the rams, of the lambs, of the goats, of the bullocks, all of them families of Bashan. Verse 19. 19. And ye shall eat fat till ye be full, and drink blood till ye be drunken of my sacrifice, which I have sacrificed for you. So who, who did he tell me, who did he tell me to, to tell this to in verse 17? Read verse 17 and find out who is Ezekiel. He told Ezekiel, you go tell who this, that they're going to be doing on that great day. Verse 17. 17. And thou, and thou, son of man, thus saith Yahweh, speak unto every feathered fowl and to every beast of the field. Assemble yourself. Tell them, huh? You see that? Assemble so he's going to be, so he's going to tell, it's going to tell a bird. Hey, bird, y'all, now you know they're going to promise you a day after Yahweh gets to killing everything up. And now give me a 14 verse 20 revelation. Let's see how far, how much good eating blood they're going to have to do. It's, it's, it's this, this is the more of the blood of trumpets. Revelation 14 verse 20. 14 20. In the book of uh, Revelations, looking at chapter 14, reading verse number 20, says, and the winepress was trotted without the, without the city, and blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse bridles, by the space of a thousand and six hundred four miles of blood. 
so the more of going to trumpet is remind the children of Israel that Yahweh is going to kill for 200 miles up to the horse's bridle, and he got to call the fowls of the earth down to eat up all the blood and took a, eat up all the people, eat till you fall back. Because you got, that was that what they do. So you got big birds right now growing over in the land of Israel right now. And they're flying around with handkerchiefs on their neck right now. Getting prepared for the great big thing. They did. They said, why the birds got handkerchiefs hanging out? Because they've never been disconnected. They know they got a day coming in the land of Israel of eating up everybody over there and cleanse the land. So if you go over to the land of Israel, get out of the land of Israel because you don't belong there until the cleaning happens. It's filthy over there. You ain't got no reason to be in the land of Israel if you're an Israelite. You're going to be in the West. Because if you're in the East, at that time, Yahweh is going to destroy it big time and cleanse the land. So if you're over there now, you'll get cleansed up. Let's read one more verse, Elder, and second Elder, um, 13, verse number 11, and we'll close out with that, and we'll talk about that. So now, anybody of the children of Israel, Benjamin, peoples, and all that, this got no business in that land of Israel. Because that land got to be cleaned out first. It got to be a great slaughter great killing first. Then once the birds and came and you and buried bodies and the birds uh, eat up everything else, and when the land cleansed, then you come back into the land. You ain't got no business over in that land. If you're over that land now, that means you must be dumb and understanding. You ain't got no business in the land of Israel for no reason whatsoever. And that's the teaching of the remorse of blowing the trumpets, the seven trumpets. It's the announcing of the whooping and you returning on the outskirts of Israel, watching reward of the wicked, seeing the dead bodies everywhere, See, you got seven months to bury bodies. You got birds to be eating up things. The land got to be cleansed and, and put together right. Then you come into the land. Last verse, Elder, 13 verse 11, second Ezra, and we can talk about it till we, until tomorrow at 730. Come on. In the book of second Ezra, chapter 13, reading verse number 11. 11 says, And they were all mixed together, the blast of fire, the flaming breath, and the great tempest, and fell with the violence upon the multitudes which were prepared to fight, and they burned them up, every one, so that upon a sudden of a innumerable multitude, nothing was to be perceived, but only dust and the smell of smoke. When I saw this, I was afraid. So you hear this? I mean, every last one of them, Barton. I mean, the whooping was so perfect, Elder. He whooped everything, busted tail up, left them dead. Everything goes on on the remorse of Lord Trump. So that is the true meaning of the remorse of Lord Trump. That's what we must know. That is Yahweh gathering us from every nation from the sun, whooping everybody that's on the wrong side of the law. It can be you. 
we know it's going to be Esau and his five sons. That means to translate as the white man and white woman. The majority of them is going down, but you can go down there well. All right, back on airways tomorrow at 7.30. So here's a ticket time, whatever you want to talk about, it's all yours. I'm through with it. Come on. Well, once again, Yaqua blesses here as well. And you might imagine that the elder is a pretty tired individual at this point because we had to do some throwdown this evening. So uh, <laughs> as Yaqua <laughs> said, read ye from this book only, for none shall match your mate. For remember that Yaqua is a jealous Yaqua. Take no Yaqua before him. Hallelujah, Yaqua. Back on our way tomorrow at 730. So now you understand the true meaning of the more of blowing trumpet. It ain't about what you eat. It's about what you know, the yourself and others. Now, once you know all this information, then it's time to eat, eat them up and drink them up. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.